Triple Whale has just launched a simple finance platform called FinHub, and I'm already loving it. One simple dashboard for all the tools and accounts you're already using, so you can gain clarity with your consolidated data, your real-time cash flow, your accrual P&Ls. It's designed to help those brands that are built on Shopify to operate smarter. So go over to triplewhale.com and check it out. US, it's such a great market for innovation. Like people is eager to try innovation. People is open to test like new ideas and everything. Coming from Europe, we're more like we let people try it before we give it a chance. Welcome back to Top. Joining me is the founder and CEO of Touchland, a premium, premium hand sanitizer. Think Nespresso or an Apple product for your hand sanitizer. You don't smell like you've been drinking gin all day. Your hands aren't sticky. And they have a lot of innovations that they've come up with over the last decade. Joining me is their CEO, Andrea Lisbona. We got connected through through ShipBob because during the pandemic, I think it's it's safe to say it's no secret that hand sanitizer people wanted to buy. And you were doing, I think I read 700 plus orders a day at some point. So, I mean, congratulations on on the success. I just wish Thank it you. wasn't uh, wasn't under the the circumstances, but regardless, that's a huge success that I think every entrepreneur would would love to to see. I think if you can hit seven hundred orders in a month, you're doing pretty well. Let alone seven hundred in in a single day. I'd love to chat a little bit about the the numbers. I know you sell in retailers like Urban Outfitters, Nordstrom. You took a little bit more of a, a lifestyle approach to where you would go into versus trying to go into, say, the pharmacies or grocery stores, whatever hand sanitizer was traditionally sold. So, Andrea, welcome back to Pit Stop. Thank you for having me again. My pleasure. Thank you for uh, for joining me for a couple more episodes. But I'd love to just jump into some of the, the numbers of of growth in, in .com, AOV, and going international. Because I'm here in Canada. It's something that I think a lot of international entrepreneurs try to do is, is make it into the U.S. I'd love to break down those topics for the next 10 minutes or so. Why don't we start by giving us a, a high-level overview of what your numbers have been since you, you launched. And you got started on e-commerce really, really early as well back in 2010 yes so we launched i think like for us what it really changes when we moved into the us we launched with a kickstarter campaign that was fully funded in 24 hours and then we launched our d2c in december 2019 i think one of the like commerce was growing at a very healthy rate one of the biggest wins has been the aov especially because as you said like we took a very lifestyle approach to this product so Instead of selling in the traditional channels where you would go to buy hand sanitizer, like pharmacies and supermarkets, and you normally would buy one at a time when you're running low, we created a lifestyle product that became sort of perfume for your hands, and it's a mood enhancer. So what we accomplished, and it's something that we're very proud of, is we changed the way people buy hand sanitizer. So instead of buying one at a time, like people was buying six, seven units average. From the very beginning, like we were like, in the high tens, low twenties, and then very, very fast we went up to like the six, seven units in the cars, like already in 2019, and that clearly showed that people were chasing, changing the ways that they were buying hand sanitizer. So when we started reaching them out and saying, "Hey, why are you buying six, seven at a the time?" They would say it's either because we're buying them for birthday gifts, wedding gifts. They were buying it for holiday gifts, but they were also buying it like because they sell like it's like perfume. Like sometimes I feel like 
wild watermelon. Sometimes I feel like aloe you. Sometimes I feel like vanilla blossom. So similar to perfumes, like people were selecting several because every day of the week you prefer to use one or the other. So this is something that before Tosman, no hand sanitizer had accomplished. Like you would buy one that normally was not a scented. The ones that were scented were like very overpowering and like not really elevated. So Tosman really really build the apple of hand sanitizers and, and the espressos of hand sanitizers in creating like a curated scent that it's not overpowering and that people can use as like a mood enhancer for every day. In terms of growth, we we I think our biggest challenge has always been selling out constantly. We've got 34,000 people waitlist on our power miss, which are numbers that you would associate with a luxury brand. It's a brand that even before the pandemic days, we were... Um, growing really fast, being sold out constantly. We had over 32 billionaire media impressions in one year, everything organic, which I think it's, it's the fun part about it, like social growth and PR has been for us, like a channels that have organically exploded for us and have given us like an organic growth that allowed us to grow so fast and healthily. Last year, we grew 1,200% and we could have grown 5,000%, the biggest challenge was supply chain and capacity that we had. So we we had a brand that even before the pandemic days, we launched in all 10,200 doors and we were sold out in 10 days. Um, and that was in, in December 2019, January 2020. So as I look at the... Um, the power mist and, and it's all kinds of beautiful, sexy fragrances like lemon, lime spritz, velvet peach, vanilla, vanilla blossom. What are you doing to combat the supply chain? And I mean, 34,000 on the, the wait list is, is huge, but how do you balance that with your, with your retailers and, and keeping your, your customers happy? I know I listened to the operator series that you did with, with Casey and Chris from Gorgeous. So I know that it's probably a lot of keeping your customers happy through, through good customer support and making sure that they, they don't go unheard, but how do you balance the, the differences between the two and just trying to keep everyone one happy? Yeah. So I think that the perfect scenario, which never happens is when supply meets demand. Yeah. <laughs> For us, always demand is higher and higher since day one from supply. So. One of the things that we did is be over communicative with customer. We did in, uh, during the pandemic, we did pre-order um, experience. We were not expecting actually success because if you're thinking you're in the middle of a pandemic, you want hand sanitizer right now to fight the, the pandemic. But again, we offered the chance because we had a lot of customers from 2019 and 2018 that, that loved the brand. So what we did is, okay, let's do sort of a Kickstarter process where we are going to be very communicative. We, we said, you know, every page of checkout that you're, you're buying now, you're receiving it in end weeks. If you need to cancel your pre-order at any time, we will refund you because we did not want to be tricky. Like people was nervous, stressed, losing jobs. So we want to give the chance to anyone to just cancel their pre-order and receive their money back. And that was very surprising for us because it exploded in our hands. We, as you said, we were doing 700, 800 orders a day. And again, it was about being very communicative. And I think you never lose by being over communicative. I think there are brands that they try sometimes to not just disclose all the truth because they might see that the conversion rates may fall if you say eight weeks wait time. But we, I think we're here for the long run. I've dedicated one third of my life to Tosman. So 
I always believe that you build a brand on a lifetime and you can lose trust in one second. So it's very important to be transparent and honest and have those values in place because a lot of hand sanitizer brands during a pandemic, they just, it was like the fever of gold. Like they were just selling everywhere, producing anywhere, like just to capitalize on a pandemic. While in our case, it was more like, let's go through this and let's look what daughter is going to be medium and long term. And in our case, for example, we took decisions such as at that time in March, April, May, like frontline workers didn't have hand sanitizers to fight COVID. So we took a decision out of every container that we received, we would be shipping 5% to frontline workers, which if you think most hand sanitizer plants, the only thing that they thought is how can we maximize profitability. And in our case, it's like we have to do the right thing because we're not here. We, we didn't start for a pandemic. We started in 2010 with a very noble goal. And we believe that hand sanitizer is not just a pandemic solution. It is a product like brushing teeth, a part of your hygiene routine that makes your life healthier and happier. Mm -hmm. No, I really like that. And the last thing that I wanted to, to touch on was expanding into the, the U.S. market. What are the differences between U.S. and sort of the, the rest of the world? Because being here in Canada, I think a lot of people assume it's very, very similar. It's definitely more more competitive, can be a little bit faster. What were some of the differences or some of the things that surprised you when it came to selling into the U.S. market? Yes. So I studied in USC for six months when I was 19 years old, so or 20 years old. So I got to experience what the U.S. market was. And I just feel U.S., it's such a great market for innovation. Like people is eager to try innovation. People is open to test like new ideas and everything. Coming from Europe, we're more like we let people try it before we give it a chance. So it's very slow. Like when you launch an idea, it's really, really slow to see it growing. Like e-commerce, it's nothing to do with the U.S. So we took a decision and it was really hard in 2017 to say, hey, like, I think we have an amazing idea, an amazing concept, but I think we're in the wrong place. And so we packed our bags. We took very hard decisions, like having my family on the other side of the ocean. And I, I have not seen them for a year. I, I cannot travel there. So it's, again, being an entrepreneur is hard, but I, when we launch in the US, the success, the market support, the social media, the community, it just, it was like a dream country. I always say it's the American dream. So if you have like ideas, I think the best place to really put them into play and see how it flies, it's, it's in the US. It's an amazing market in terms of trying innovation and people being willing to, to allow ideas to go into market. I really like how, how that's, how, how you phrase that. The, the only thing that I would add that I, that I found in the, the U S market coming from, from internationals is just how much more competitive it is and just really managing customer expectations. I, I think I heard a, a great quote, quote once that people want it fast, they want it free and they want it now in terms of managing those, those customer expectations. Yeah, it has a lot to do with Amazon. Yeah, it does. Uh, and everyone getting used to have it the next day, have it for free and returns on it. Also, it's very challenging for companies that are not at the size of Amazon, which are a lot. Um, but I think also you have to stick to your values. And for example, in our case, being a hygienic product, we want to make sure that people don't use it and return it. Again, it's all about safety and cleanliness. 
So it is challenging in the beginning, but I think like if you are very communicative and you explain the reason why of your conditions and all that, like people understand it and love the brand the same, but it is a very competitive market. But I think that's the fun about it. It's like you have to always, you cannot fall asleep. And that's the good thing about it. Like if you want to grow, you'll grow, but get ready. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, Andrea, I know that people can find you at touchland.com. Where else can people find you if they're interested in keeping touch and maybe purchasing some hand sanitizer? Yeah, sure. So besides the website, they can find us in retailers such as Alta.com, Target.com, Revolve, and many other retailers. And then for like communications standpoint, they can find us in social media on Instagram, TikTok with the handle Touchland. Awesome. Thank you so, so much. Make sure you're subscribed and make sure your hands are clean. We'll be back with one more episode featuring Andrea from Touchland. So make sure you are subscribed. And if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and share it with your your mother-in-law. I'm sure she would appreciate the thought. on television in primetime can lead to a large number of sales. Just ask anyone who was in the tank pitching their business or the co-founder of TB12 what happened after he won the Super Bowl or whatever I'm allowed to call it in this ad for ship pop. TB12 had four times their normal sales volume in December and they were able to get all of those orders out on time because they're partnered with ShipBob. You can partner with ShipBob too. Head to ShipBob.com, get a quote, see what difference it could make for your business. Triple Whale is doing some amazing things nowadays. They're developing just a huge range of tools to help your brand stay informed and scale. And Whale Mail is where you can get all these details. So head over to TripleWhale.com and sign up today.